plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, this is Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and tampabay.com here for episode 48 of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, probably listen to this on Wednesday morning. Uh, Today is a Wednesday. It's also an off day for the Buccaneers. Uh, their work week gets uh, shifted a day with a Monday night game coming up in Carolina. Uh, so no practice, no access. Uh, Bucks have a kind of a community service type event in Tampa this morning I might go over to. But, uh, but no, no practice. And as a result, probably no news to come out of the Bucks today. Uh, but do have a newsy Tuesday to recap. We had uh, a little bit of access. They had kind of a... Uh, a minor practice, almost a walk-through practice with their extra day with eight days of prep for Carolina. So Tuesday, did have a little bit of practice. Uh, had no access to coaches, but talked to a couple players after uh, Tuesday's practice. The big news that comes out of Tuesday's practice uh, is that Charles Sims was also held out. We are up to, uh, they did not put out an injury report. They don't have to until Thursday. Uh, but that's nine Buccaneers that are hurt. Um and with Doug Martin already out right now, it, it's potentially big news that Charles Sims would be out. Um, Sims was not particularly effective in Sunday's loss against Denver, had 15 carries for 28 yards, uh, but they need him um, just because they need healthy bodies at running back uh, with Doug Martin already out. Uh, we looked back, and I don't know if I'd made a big deal of it during the game, uh, but late in the first quarter, Sunday, uh, Charles Sims had probably his best run of the day, a six-yard run to the right side, uh, and Aqib Tlaib kind of got him with either a shoulder or a helmet to his right knee, um, and Sims kind of had to drag himself off the field, was limping on the sidelines, uh, toughed it out, came back in and played, had seven more carries in the game, uh, but clearly still impacting him in some way here. We'll know better how serious this injury is based on what he's able to do Thursday. Uh, but on Tuesday, there were only two running backs available to the box. All they had was uh, Jaquiz Rogers and Peyton Barber as the only two running backs they had. So to remedy that, they have uh, added Russell Hansborough back to the practice squad. Uh, Russ was with the Bucks uh, this spring, and in the preseason, he's an undrafted rookie out of Missouri. Um, didn't do that much in preseason to where, um, you know, was on the practice squad initially, but cut the first week. Um, I guess after the first game, so the second week on the practice squad there. But he's back, so they have at least a third running back in-house now. Uh, so if, for some reason, Sims and Martin can't be there, they have somebody they could promote uh, on Sunday or Monday as a third running back. They just need depth more than anything else. Uh, when we had last talked to you guys on the podcast yesterday, the Bucks were only at 52 players, had an opening on the uh, active roster, and they filled that um, – Tuesday afternoon by promoting Jeremy Butler from the practice squad. If you guys have been listening to the podcast a while here, uh, Jeremy's a guy we talked about a month ago um, as a guy that the Buccaneers kind of snagged from the Ravens. Uh, did well to get him on their practice squad. I mean, Jeremy Butler's a guy that could very easily be on a 53-man roster all this time. Uh, a third-year player uh, went to Tennessee Martin. Uh, Shout-out to the Skyhawks. Um, the 
big thing for Jeremy Butler is that he has a ton of experience. Had had eight games last year with the Ravens, had 31 catches. Uh, good size, 6'2", 210, 213 right in there. Uh, so he finally gets a look. After four weeks on the practice squad, he gets a look now uh, on the active roster. Uh, we'll probably be in a position to do more than Freddie Martino. Freddie just had, uh, I think, two targets, no catches in his two games. Um, so we'll be interesting to see how much they go to Jeremy Butler. They obviously, obviously need a spark. Uh, this gives them one more uh, proven NFL receiver they can have out there as another option for Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, Freddie Martino, I think, had six snaps on Sunday, maybe two or three snaps the week before. So they really didn't give him much of a look. Uh, but anyway, Jeremy Butler up, uh, Sarasota kid, uh, kind of had a long path to the NFL. Uh, when Juco was supposed to go to Louisiana Tech, uh, we ended up at Tennessee Martin, played well there, was on IR for a year with the Ravens, was cut on the practice squad, then came up last year, played well with the Ravens. So Jeremy Butler's a guy that Buck fans have been excited about for about a month here, hoping to hear. Uh, he gets promoted from the practice squad. Jonathan Krause, who they had brought back last week, gets cut from the practice squad. Uh, so right now, as I read this, uh, they have an opening on the practice squad. They only have nine on the practice squad right now. So that could be... Freddie Martino coming back. They had specifically not signed him back yesterday. Uh, sounded like they had needed other positions for injury depth. But I don't know who that 10th player is. It could be Josh Kyes coming back. Josh got cut on Monday. Um, they've done that roster trick where they cut him on Monday and then bring him back on Saturday because he's a special teams linebacker and, and kind of knows what he needs to do. I mean, practice is important, but... Uh, but less so for a, a special teams linebacker who has a very defined role and knows it well. Uh, Bucks did work out a couple safeties yesterday. We've kind of seen them make a bunch of roster tweaks here and personnel tweaks in response to these three straight losses. Obviously, they made a change at nickel on Sunday with Alteron Werner getting benched and Jude Ajay Barima coming in. Uh, you see changes in the depth at receiver. Obviously, made a change at tight end with Austin Tavert and Jenkins being gone. Um, so curious to see where some of these other changes are coming. Um, you know, they've been very locked in with Chris Conte and Bradley McDougal at safety. Hardly anybody else has even really played. So we've been curious uh, whether they would start working in Ryan Smith now that he's healthy. He's shown that by taking kickoff returns now. Uh, they worked out two guys yesterday, uh, a guy named Trey Elston from Ole Miss and a guy named Shaquille Randolph from SMU. Uh, did not sign either of them. I talked to both kids last night. Uh, Trey Elston actually went to high school with Quan Alexander. Uh, they went together in Oxford, Alabama. Um, but uh, did not sign him. Shaquille Randolph's very athletic type, kind of rangy type guy. He could be a safety, could be an outside linebacker, could be a corner. Um, has a lot of good measurables. But again, didn't sign any either of those initially. A lot of times the Bucks are just trying to get what they call a call list, trying to set up people that they would have at the ready. Uh, kind of your on-deck guy at every position in case you have an injury, in case you have an opening, uh, who you call uh, that you know and have kind of uh, investigated a little bit more thoroughly before you make any kind of roster moves. So those two tried out yesterday. We were actually out there briefly while they tried out. Um, and then uh, no signings to come from that. Uh, we did get to meet John Hughes. We had mentioned on the podcast yesterday that the Buccaneers had signed a defensive tackle, uh, John Hughes, who had spent four years with the Browns. Uh, it's always neat to, to try and figure out uh, the personal ties. It's rare that you'll see the Bucks sign somebody that there isn't a direct tie to. Somebody in the staff knows, somebody can vouch for. Uh, we had known that the Bucks director of player personnel, John Spitek, was in Cleveland 
when the Browns drafted John Hughes, so knew him from that, could vouch for him on that. I, I was talking to Jay Hayes, who is the Bucks defensive line coach yesterday at practice. Uh, Jay had been with the Bengals for like 13 years. So I had figured, okay, well, at least with the Bengals, he would have gone up against the Browns twice a year, would have seen John Hughes here the last four years. Uh, and it turns out that Jay Hayes knows John Hughes much better. It was kind of neat. Uh, Jay was in Cincinnati when John Hughes played at the University of Cincinnati. They actually went to the same church. Uh, Hughes helped try to recruit Jay Hayes' son, Jesse, to Cincinnati. Jesse wound up playing linebacker at Wisconsin, just graduated last year. But uh, John Hughes had recruited him when, since he had their pro day last year, uh, Jay Hayes kind of ran the pro day for him. Uh, Jay, Jay tends to be a pretty hands-on coach, so if he's at a pro day, it doesn't surprise me that he's running things there. Uh, but anyway, knew him well, had known him for, for you know at least the four years he was at Cincinnati, so there's definitely a lot of familiarity there. Uh, John Hughes gets to hit the ground running. He's going to come in and get snaps right away, uh, which kind of points to there being a good chance Gerald McCoy is out on Monday night against Carolina. That's a big loss, obviously, for the Bucks against the Panthers. Uh, but if you were worried about Gerald having a long-term injury with his calf, we don't know how long this injury is going to be. Um, I had asked Jay Hayes about how the defensive line as a whole was responding to the challenge of playing without Gerald McCoy, and he kind of downplayed that. He's like, well, we did it for two and a half quarters. Uh, I don't know that we will be, he said, I don't know we will have to do it very long. Um, so that certainly bodes well as the possibility of maybe McCoy missing just Monday, having the bye week afterwards, and being back able to play in three weeks when the Bucks go to San Francisco. Uh, so it'll be interesting to keep track of that. But that, that seemed promising. We did not see Gerald McCoy at all uh, yesterday at practice. Uh, it's possible he's still getting medical evaluations and second opinions and all kinds of things on that calf injury there. Uh, John Hughes we mentioned. It's also kind of cool. John Hughes is John Hughes the third, So uh, he's got Hughes three on the back of his jersey. Uh, the three club now has four bucks that are, are proud, uh, proud members of the uh, – Three on the back of their jerseys. That's uh, John Hughes, that's Vernon Hargraves, that's Charles Sims, and Cecil Shorts. All the third. So uh, lots of those on the roster there. Just to run through the guys that were out, injured. And again, this is a bonus practice this week. They got eight days for Carolina. So the fact that they're out, that there is no normal practice like this in a normal week. So it's, it's more preemptive than it is anything real uh, damning if somebody's not practicing as they were yesterday. But Gerald McCoy with the calf. Uh, Doug Martin still out with his hamstring. Uh, I saw him at the end of practice, but wasn't out there for the half hour we're allowed to see at the beginning of practice. Luke Stocker still out with the ankle. Brandon Myers hurt his hip on Sunday. He's still out. Robert Ayers was at practice for the first time, uh, was walking around, had no boot, had no wrap. Ankles looked very normal. Uh, that bodes well. Obviously, he's got to get back practicing and testing that ankle, but that's a big step toward Robert Ayers' return. Uh, Noah Spence was at practice just watching, uh, had no sling. He had a sling on his shoulder after the game. Uh, seemed to be moving his right arm freely, which would bode well for his shoulder and his recovery as well. Cecil Shorts still out with a hamstring. And then Keith Tandy was out. We don't necessarily know what Keith's injury is. Uh, he had gotten shaken up during the game, but finished the game on special teams. Didn't play any defense Sunday. Uh, but anyway, Keith Tandy also out, so their safety depth is a concern. I think that might be why they're trying out safeties um, just to make sure they have somebody kind of in the in the on-deck circle if they need to. I uh, had a feature in today's Times uh, looking at Devontae Lambert and Channing Ward, two undrafted rookies who have really played 
big roles here the last two or three weeks. Uh, you know, you go back and it was big news when Devontae and Channing even made this roster and made the 53 as undrafted rookies. Um, and then they were both inactive the first week, as you would expect. This kind of looked like something that would be kind of a redshirt year for them, uh, a learn in practice, but not play a whole lot year. Uh, but then again, injuries. Jacqui Smith gets hurt, so Devontae Lambert is active in week two. Uh, Robert Ayers gets hurt, so Channing Ward is active in week three. Um, Lambert's had 100 snaps in the last two weeks. He's had four tackles. Uh, Ward had 14 snaps in his first game, then 28. So he's had 42 snaps and three tackles. So you have these two guys who weren't even necessarily supposed to play who had five tackles on Sunday uh, and have really stepped up, helped them get through uh, this injury rash they have on the defensive line. thought it was neat in that they both are very similar guys, both about the same weight. Uh, both of them went to small, to both are from small towns in the South. Uh, Lambert is from uh, Keysville, Georgia, population 332. Um, talked to his high school coach, was really neat. Uh, it's always fun when you can figure out uh, nicknames that we don't realize players have. Uh, Devontae Lambert is Pee-wee. Uh, it was neat. Talked to him. I talked to Rodney Garner, his defensive line coach at Auburn. And the first thing he did was call him Pee Wee. Everybody calls him Pee Wee. So now we know that Devontae Lambert is Pee Wee. Uh, was neat. Lambert didn't play high school football his freshman year. They talked to him and coming out as a sophomore uh, and just set the world on fire. Just great talent. Helped them to a state championship as a senior. Uh, Devontae, it was kind of neat. His, his high school coach was telling me a story that uh, Devontae hadn't made grades and it looked like he was going to have to go to Georgia Military College. Uh, I think uh, Andre Hall, who played the USF, went to GMC as well. But uh, was faced with the, with the fact that he was going to have to go to Georgia Military. Uh, Lambert had dreads all through high school. And, of course, going to Georgia Military, you got to have a, a clean-shaved head. And was so upset at the idea of having to shave his head that he had actually looked at going to a JUCO in Kansas, trying to kind of get away, get to be himself, uh, and his high school coach. Uh, was neat. Just said the one day, literally just kind of had an epiphany, decided, look, I need to do this. I need to go to this military college. Showed up one day at high school, uh, head shaved, ready to go. Uh, did his two years at Georgia military, had two years at Auburn. Actually tore his ACL. I didn't realize this. Tore his ACL late in his junior year. Came back and played as a senior. Uh, they felt like one of the reasons that the Bucks were able to get Lambert after the draft was concerned about his knee and the ACL and coming back from that. Uh, but seems like a good find for the Bucks To get him as an undrafted rookie, no signing bonus at all, is just some really good scouting for them. Uh, talked to Channing Ward's high school coach as well. Uh, Channing Ward went to a high school in Aberdeen, Mississippi. Uh, another small, I think about 3,000 population, real small town. Uh, so again, just neat to see these, these hometowns being so proud of these two kids who went to the SEC, didn't get to play very much. Channing Ward had four career starts at Mississippi. I was joking with his defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Womack, last night that uh, it, Womack said either either they had great depth or they didn't know what the hell they were doing as coaches to have an NFL player sit on their bench for four years. But, uh, again, both those guys getting a, a good chance to play here. Uh, the Bucks have specifically declined to bring in veterans like Croy Beerman or Courtney Brown or some of these other guys they could have that are more experienced uh, and instead are taking advantage of this opportunity to cultivate two young players and try and grow them uh, as guys they can really cultivate and develop as NFL players. So uh, neat read on those two. Really enjoyed writing that for today's paper. Uh, you guys are probably wondering about, especially if you're not in the Tampa Bay area, about Hurricane Matthew. 
which is bearing down on Florida, going through the Caribbean right now. I do not think that is likely to impact uh, Monday's game in Charlotte, just as Charlotte is fairly inland. Uh, the tracks kind of have it going up the East Coast and towards New England more than digging a line through South Carolina and hitting Charlotte. I think we could certainly have rain on Monday night. But right now, it doesn't seem like something that would cause any concerns with cancellation or anything. Obviously, the uh, college football in the state could be impacted. The Gators are home on Saturday. I think Miami's home on Saturday. UCF is home Friday night against Tulane. Uh, I might actually be at that game. Uh, and those could be impacted by the weather with the hurricane coming in. But uh, Bucks should be able to get in their practices as normal here the next uh, three days after having Wednesday off. So that should wrap things up here. Guys, uh, appreciate the audience we are building up here and you guys listening and subscribing on iTunes, uh, listening here on Audio Boom to this uh, Locked on Bucks podcast. I want to remind you guys there are lots of great podcasts on this Locked on Podcast Network. If you haven't tried our Locked on NFL podcast, you get a little bit of everything across the league with Matt Williamson. Uh, we have a Locked on Draft podcast that's already starting to preview things, a Locked on Fantasy podcast. If you're just trying to make decisions about your lineup each week, who you should pick up, who you should drop. Uh, so lots of other good podcasts I want to make sure I plug on here. Uh, that will do it for this one. Uh, again, if you guys have questions and comments, please shoot me an email at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks. Appreciate the new followers we're picking up there. You can always hit me up on my personal Twitter, at Greg Allman. Lots of updates on there for you guys. But that'll do it. Episode 48 in the books. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a little bit more news uh, coming off today. Uh, could see a, a transaction or two this afternoon we'll have to talk about. Lots more to look ahead to as we get ready for Carolina on Monday. Uh, but that'll wrap it up. Episode 48 in the books. Thanks again for listening for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, guys. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you by wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.